Grand Canyon, where hidden forces shape our ideas, beliefs, and experiences. And experiences. Join us as we uncover the stories between the canyon's colorful walls. Probe the depths and add your voice. Add your voice for what happens, happens next. next to Grand Canyon. At Grand Canyon. Welcome. Okay. This is Jess. This is Emily. And this is and this, this is Behind the Scenery. We are the Rangers, my friends. Because I like National Park views, I like breathing National Park fresh air, but mostly I wanted the locate. A little bit of eat, pray, love. I quit my job and I sold my house and bought a plane ticket to Europe. I can let National Park ruin my life. It's the least you can do. Stay here, me. I still haven't figured out what I want to be when I grow up. and friends what do you want to be when you grow up I know for me I wanted to be a violin teacher at one point which didn't make sense because I had never played the violin but I thought it'd be cool after that I tended to just want to be a teacher and I know for a lot of people we get asked that question quite a bit even into our early 20s and later on we constantly get asked what do you want to be when you grow up we talked to some park visitors, some kids and young adults, and asked them what they wanted to be when they grew up. We've got some clips throughout this episode of them answering that question. I even talked to some of my coworkers who had changed career paths and became a park ranger later on. And when it comes to changing or being a park ranger in general, there are some downsides to the profession that we'll discuss within this episode. And as a park ranger, you do tend to sacrifice stuff for your dream job. What would you sacrifice for your dream job? I'm early in my career at the age of 25. And for me, getting into the park service, I started with internships at two parks, Great Basin and Capitol Reef. And now I'm here at North Rim, finally in the uniform. And I've met some cool people here, even my coworker Doug. At the age of 70, he celebrated his 50th season in the parks. Half of that time was in Oregon State Parks, and the other half was with National Parks. He's worked at 14 different parks. He's the inspiration for this episode, so let's bring in Doug. Hey, Doug. Hey, how you doing, Hannah? Thanks for uh, inviting me to join you. And my question to you is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, I wanted to be a, a park ranger. I figured that out pretty early in life. Uh, because I like national park views, I like breathing national park fresh air, but mostly I wanted the low pay. That's not something people always I, want. I, I know. <laughs> obviously, that's that's a joke. But, you know, the listeners don't know a lot about you and me, so uh, why don't we share a little bit about our our backgrounds, how we got into parks. Ooh, how about we do that via a song? Okay, and I do have my guitar with me. I'm thinking of a John Prine, uh, Bonnie Rayet song. 
uh, ranger from Grand Canyon. What do you think? I'm totally in. Let's do it. I am an old ranger Been at this a while My hat is the flat one Worn with pride and with style I had dreams of ranging Since being a little kid, you know Now it's 50 years later Yes, a long time ago Make me a ranger of the visitors I had mentioned earlier. So let's hear what those kids have to say. My name is Luke and I'm 10 years old and I want to be a realtor when I grow up. My old legs can still My name is Leela, I'm 14, and I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Alright, my name is Tyler, I'm 22 years old, and I want to be an audiologist when I grow up. I just feel so Hello, I'm Logan, I'm 10 years old. I want to be a rocket scientist. It ain't no hard way.
to go. I'm excited to hear more of those voices throughout the episode from the kids. Hey, Doug, let's bring in Emily. Okay, yeah, she is a park ranger here at the North Rim, but uh, let me give you a little bit of her background because you'll find that she has a very compelling story. She is an amateur athlete and scholar. She's completed three full triathlon races. Get this, she's completed 40 marathon races in 25 different states all by the time she turned age 40. I know, impressive. Uh, She has won academic scholarships. I guess you could call her an honors uh, graduate. Uh, She has one bachelor's degrees and two masters. Then she had a midlife uh, career change. That is a lot. And on top of that, she has one of the best laughs here at Northridge. Yeah, I agree completely. So uh, let's bring her in, let her tell her own story, but be prepared for a national park surprise at the end. My name is Emily. I'm 43 years old and I am a preventative search and rescue ranger here on the North Rim of the Grand Canyon. I came to the North Rim in 2017 after a career in finance and talent management. I was on a little break from my urban life where I had a career and a house and all the happiness and fulfillment you would expect from a corporate type job. But after a series of events in my personal life, I just wanted to take some time off and travel. My mom had been sick and I just was having kind of a seize the day moment. Um, It was a little bit of eat, pray, love. I quit my job and I sold my house and bought a plane ticket to Europe (laughs) and started traveling And I gave myself about 12 months based on how much money I'd saved up, thinking, you know, that I would have some fun and then I would be inspired to pick a new place and set up my life in a different town, but probably doing something similar to what I've been doing. I was a CPA for a while and then I also got a master's in organization development and I worked in the field of talent management and leadership development. And it was really fulfilling. I just needed a break. Um... And so I was actually living down in Tucson in an Airstream trailer, working as an accountant, and the job contract ended, and I saw an email for a job here at the North Rim with the Conservancy, and you had to live in your RV because that was the only housing up here. And it didn't pay a whole lot, but you got to work in the visitor center and live in the park, and I just thought that sounded like the perfect little getaway. So I moved up here and it was only for about eight weeks at the end of the season. And I got to rub shoulders with all the interp ranger working in the visitor center. I hiked every trail. I was an Ironman triathlete at the time. And so I just biked all over the plateau and ran all the trails. And I hiked across the canyon and just absolutely fell in love with it. But I didn't know how to become a ranger, you know, coming from a background in like accounting. So I talked to some of the interp staff and they gave me a little bit of guidance and I went down and spent the winter as a volunteer trail crew worker because I knew I needed something more like outdoorsy on my resume for people to be interested in me as a park ranger. So I ended up 
coming back that next summer again to work for the Conservancy because I hadn't gotten any interviews with the Park Service and I was all set to come back and live in my RV and about a week before I was scheduled to drive back to the North Rim for the season I got a phone call from someone at Yosemite asking if I wanted to come work in their campgrounds for the summer. <laughs> so I did like a quick pivot. I did come up here for like a month because like there's the whole like background check waiting period onboarding stuff. And so in July, I left the North Rim, uh, which I loved, to go work at Yosemite. And all the staff here was so excited for me. They had a big going away party. They were just really supportive and knew that it would be a great opportunity. And, you know, hopefully I could come back to the Grand Canyon after I got in with the agency. I spent a couple summers working in bees operations. And in the winter season, I kept trying to build that like outdoorsy resume. And I would go volunteer to work on the backcountry. I got my EMT certification because I knew that was something that they were looking for to work in these remote districts. And finally, I guess winter of 2021, I got a phone call from the district interpreter up here who I was friends with because I kept coming back. Um, I had a lot of friends and I would come visit all the time and do these volunteer jobs in the off season. And she asked me if I wanted to come work for her doing interpretation down in the inner canyon. And I just thought that was like the dream job to actually like work down at Phantom Ranch put on the uniform every day and I'm not gonna say it was easy I hiked 14 miles to Phantom Ranch every week and then back out every week um, and we were super super busy the world had kind of like started traveling again after the pandemic but I learned so much and the people that I got to work with down in the bottom of the canyon are like legendary you know some of the rangers down there have been doing it for decades and they're just so professional and they're so savvy and they were really welcoming and, you know, taught me everything I needed to know about being a Canyon Ranger. So I loved it and I thought about what I wanted to do because that summer we spent so much time doing like medical, uh, like search and rescue, those kind of calls. And that was always when I got the most excited. And so thinking about what I wanted to do the next season, I really wanted to focus on emergency services. And the park had sent me to firefighting school, and then I had an opportunity to get my advanced EMT certification. And so I ended up staying up here on the rim this summer. And it's basically like my dream job. I get to ride mountain bikes, I get to go hiking all the time, I get to go down the trail and help people, and then I work on the ambulance and the fire engine when we need it up here in the developed area but it wasn't easy it was like really five years of very strategic moves to get the right kind of skill sets and network with the right people I definitely like started over kind of at the bottom <laughs> coming from a place where I had a lot of master's degrees and you know job experience out in the private sector it didn't mean a whole lot trying to come and work here. Um, I really kind of reinvented myself and it was difficult and a little bit intimidating, but I knew it's what I wanted. And I've had some really great people along the way that encouraged me and helped open some doors and provide opportunities. And 
really and truly, I can say I have my dream job now. <laughs> now, there uh, are some downsides and challenges. You want to talk a little bit about those being a park ranger at the North Rim? Yeah, I mean, we're very isolated. We're like 80 miles from the closest town. And you can't just like run out to the store if you ran out of eggs or something. <laughs> but we have such a tight-knit community. And everyone really supports each other. I had no idea what to expect. When I moved up here, I was told there's no internet, there's no cell signal, bring a lot of books, like there's not a whole lot to do, but the like infrastructure has improved over the last couple of years and we do have pretty decent satellite internet <laughs> these days. But that first summer I did, it totally got me outside. It got me socializing with my neighbors. So what seemed kind of like a downside, like the connectivity issue, it really just created a different bond than I was used to. And, you know, I've met some really wonderful friends and coworkers up here. And uh, Emily, what advice would you give to folks that are mid-career and uh, thinking of taking a drastic, making a drastic change? You know, I was poised for something different in my life. Like, I'd had enough kind of stressors that were like, maybe you need a break, maybe you need something to change. And so I think if anybody is feeling like they're just a little unsettled and they want to just try something on for size, coming and working at the park service is honestly really kind of low commitment. <laughs> the seasons are short. You can often get a volunteer job easier than a paying job. And so if you have some savings and can come and spend a month or two months, um, you know, just trying something on and getting to know the community. It's just a great networking opportunity and it's low commitment. If you come up for a month or two and you hate it and you're like, nope, I want to go back to my life. Like no harm, no foul. But everybody is always so welcoming. Like I just met a new volunteer this morning and we just like hopped on bikes and went around for like an orientation tour and got to know each other a little bit and I just think that's exactly what this place is. Now, uh, do you have any surprises you want to share with the listeners in your personal <laughs> life? Well, moving up here, I certainly did not think there was going to be a large dating pool. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely isn't. <laughs> and I think that that can be a little bit of a bummer. I was a single gal in my 30s, and obviously I was, you know, open to a relationship, and Luckily, I ended up meeting a super nice ranger man, and we've done the long distance thing for a couple years, and now that we're both working on the North Rim, we actually got engaged and are planning a wedding. Well, well, good for you. Okay, thank you very much. I'm Knox, and I'm seven, and I want to be a coach for soccer. My name is Landon. I am six and a half years old, and when I grow up, I want to be a skimboarder. My name is Amy. I'm 13, and I'm really not sure what I want to be when I grow up. So I'm Cohen. I want to be a police officer. I'm five. My name is Haley. I am eight years old, and I want to be a scientist that explores space when I grow up. Now that was a great story hearing from Emily. How about Ranger Jeffrey? 
he also has a great story too how he became a ranger here at grand canyon let's bring him in to hear a story i'm jeffrey and i'm 39. i grew up in rural kansas and what do you want to be when you grow up when i was in fifth or sixth grade we had a career day and one of the local district court judges came for career day and she asked me what i wanted to be when i grew up and i said i want to be a bond lawyer and that's what my dad did um, and at the same time, I also wanted to be a soldier, so I've, I've missed both mm -hmm. marks by, <laughs> by a fair bit. After I left high school, I went to the University of Kansas, and I got an economics degree. And then I went to work at a public finance law firm in Kansas City, Missouri, helping school districts and hospitals, counties and cities with their bond issues. I took care of the bond issues um, after they were after the bonds had been issued. I helped them fulfill certain securities laws and tax laws. And I did that for about 10 years. What got you into the park service? A buddy of mine that I ran with asked me if I wanted to go hike up Long's Peak that weekend. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd never been hiking, I grew up hunting, but not hiking, anything like that. So off we, off we went to Colorado from Kansas City. We drove all night. We got to the trailhead um, five or six in the morning. And we hiked up to the boulder field and then uh, we hiked down and we came back to kansas city it was the next day we slept for a couple hours and then drove back and i had a really good time doing that it was a lot of fun and then a couple weeks later i thought i'm gonna go do that again so i went back and i summited long's peak and then later that summer i took a week off work and went hiking just in different places in colorado mm -hmm. and the hikes got longer and longer and farther and farther and higher and higher and here i am working in a national park. Well, come on, We've, we need a little bit more details. Uh, well, I kept working at um, the law firm I, wor I worked at for a couple more years mm -hmm. and realized I didn't want to do that anymore. Uh, I worked with really good people, and I had great clients, and but the work was, was boring. I, I, w I was done. I didn't know what I wanted to do at that point, but I knew I was done. Mm -hmm. So I quit before I had a job. And I went hiking and climbing in Colorado for a couple weeks a month after I quit and then I went to work on a contract position at H&R Block in their compliance group. Mm -hmm. I did not enjoy that work. So I went to work for a company in also in Kansas City that did telecom taxation and that is exactly as awful as it sounds. And I did not enjoy it so I quit that <laughs> job. Uh, but by that point I, I had the, the idea of becoming a seasonal ranger in my head. At the same time, I, I wanted to be, to be a teacher and work with special ed kids. So I enrolled uh, at Wichita State University and went two semesters in their teacher ed program and then decided that I just wanted to be a ranger full-time. <laughs> and I got an uh, email from Rocky Mountain National Park to work at the wilderness office. So I called who would become my boss, and we had a wonderful two- or three-hour interview. It went on forever. And she goes, well why should I hire you? I said, well, Rocky Mountain National Park ruined my life. It's the least you can do is to hire me. <laughs> she said, what do you mean we ruined your life? I said, well, I went for a hike here a couple of years ago, and, you know, I climbed that mountain, and I really haven't come back off of it. So it would be nice if the park could could write me a check every couple of weeks and, and give me a job. Mm -hmm. And she said, you're hired. Wow. We want to see you in, in two months. And I lucked into working for a, a, a wonderful ranger, and I, I, I fell into the wilderness. 
I didn't know what I wanted to do in the park service. I thought I wanted to be an interpretive park ranger. And I just backed into the wilderness and it just grabbed me, just heart and soul. And then the next season I worked in the backcountry at Yosemite. And the next two seasons I worked in the wilderness at Rocky Mountain National Park, taking care of the park that it ruined my life. Okay, in a good way. In a, in a wonderful way. Okay, I'm so always how fr- did you end up at the north rim of Grand Canyon National Park? Well, I was volunteering for the winter as um, in interpretation on the south rim, and I met um, you guys' boss, <laughs> and she found out I worked in the wilderness, and she said, oh, why don't you come work for me on the north rim? And yes. Like, yeah. And she said, well, you'll still get to do search and rescue and all those things that you do, um, EMS. So, well, okay, tell me more. And this has been this was a 10-minute conversation. This was mm-hmm. not a, a long thing. And I asked her for a couple days to decide. Yeah, well, I'll come work on the North Room. I'll give it a shot. And she said, come come in. The water's nice over here. <laughs> okay. And that's how I wound up on the North Room. So how do you feel about this career change and shift? Because I know you said Rocky Mountain ruined your life. It was in a good way. It was very dramatic. <laughs> I was standing windswept um, on top of a mountain. It, it's been a wonderful shift. I'm happier. I'm healthier. I make less, but I'm much happier. It was it was a wonderful choice. Mm-hmm. So and now I work in facilities and maintenance. So I'm a janitor that drives a snowplow. And it's wonderful. I mean, I've been very fortunate to work in so many divisions in the Park Service. Okay. And you get to drive big, cool vehicles. I do. I get to drive the <laughs> snowplow and the loader and the backhoe and the grader and the dump truck. And I get to drive it all. It's every little kid's Tonka truck dream. Well, you know, there's lots of uh, stereotypes and romanticized view of a National Park Service uh, life and working and the lifestyle. So how does the stereotype romanticized view compared to uh, the reality from your perspective? It lived up to that romantic view for me. It really did. Mm-hmm. In what way? Um, when I started at Rocky, we had two weeks of training at the beginning on the east side of the park mm-hmm. with the main wilderness office. And for training, a volunteer offered their enormous cabin outside of Estes Park for all of us mm-hmm. to have two weeks of meetings these huge windows and it was snowing and there was a herd of elk and we were we weren't talking about how to use the software in the wilderness office we were talking about why we wanted to take care of the wilderness um, a lot of the philosophy behind the park service and we spent we spent two weeks just talking about the mountains and the wilderness in this wonderful cabin and that was that was how I started that was my first day at work mm-hmm. um, you can't get more romantic than a herd of elk and the snowy Rocky Mountains. Yeah. After that, I, I worked in the wilderness for three seasons. So my job, I lived out of my backpack for four to eight days at a time, wandering the hills and helping hikers, um, doing search and rescue. I mean, I rode horses in the backcountry. I mean, it really was the kind of ranger that a lot of people have in their mind. I took care of the entire western half of Rocky Mountain National Park in the wilderness. That was mine. Well, maybe some of the challenges mm-hmm. uh, that, you, that you face living and working in a place like North Rim of Grand Canyon National Park. Probably the biggest challenge working at the, on the North Rim at, at Grand Canyon National Park is it's an 80 mile trip to the grocery store one way. And I usually drive even farther than that to go to St. George mm-hmm. instead of Kanab. 
that's the that's the most obvious hurdle um, you know if you run out of milk or sugar or flour you know almond milk whatever mm-hmm. it could be a while before you get some more you know just little things like that like I really just want pizza in January and <laughs> yeah. it's a long drive and often I have to plow my way out to go get I've driven the, the snow plow 45 miles to Jacob Lake got in my truck drove an additional 50 miles to the grocery store and then plowed my way back in what advice would you give to folks that want to become an employee at Grand Canyon someday if they're not already working in the park service I would tell them to find the nearest national park to them or recreation area or preserve or historic site whatever and volunteer that's a great way to get to get started that's how I got started I volunteer at Tallgrass Prairie National Preserve in Kansas. So go volunteer. You have skills the National Park Service needs. We need interpretive rangers like Doug and Hannah. We need facilities people like me. We need law enforcement. We need firefighters. We need people to fix the copy machines desperately. We need (laughs) IT. We need human resources. We need people that run sewer plants. If a city has it, we need it. It's been a wonderful, it's been a wonderful career change. I've been very fortunate. Hi, I'm Kennedy. I'm 20 and I'm going to school to be a mechanical engineer. My name is Caden. I'm 11 and I want to be an architect when I grow up. My name is Mateo. I am 10 years old and I want to be a vet when I grow up. My name is Katie. I'm 22 years old and I want to be an environmental engineer when I grow up. Ivy, 17 and a cosmetologist. So we just heard two dropouts of the corporate world now working here at North Rim. Yeah, now uh, Ranger Ron has an interesting story as well as how he joined the We Are the Rangers Club. And like Jeffrey, he had a mountaintop experience that changed his life. Because uh, when he was a little boy, he was in the Boy Scouts, maybe in his teens, and he, his troop had climbed Mount Katahdin in Maine. Isn't that the end of the famous Appalachian Trail? Yeah, about, uh, what, 2,200 miles long. It stretches all the way from Georgia all the way to Maine. And uh, Ron had a chance encounter with an Appalachian Trail hiker on the summit of Mount Katahdin who had just finished her hike. And this kind of planted a seed in young Ron's head. And maybe someday, who knows, the whole Appalachian Trail... Let's bring Ron in and let's hear his whole story. Hi, I'm Ron. I'm 48. I've been volunteering with the Park Service for a few years now. Home for me is Pennsylvania. At least that's where I've got family at and what the license plate says. But I'm a full-time RVer, so home is wherever I happen to be parked. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, It would have depended on when you asked me. I was one of those kids whose interests changed every uh, couple months. At one point, I might have said astronomer, astronaut, uh, paleontologist. So really whatever I was interested in at the time I thought would be a career. What was your life path before you entered park service and volunteering? Well I went to college for a chemical engineering degree and after I got out of college I joined the Navy and did a career with them for 20 years. Uh, I was what they call a surface warfare officer so I was on the officer side and that meant we were the people who were in charge driving and fighting ships, managing people. And I finished up with my last job. I was the executive officer, the number two person for a training command over in Japan. 
Wow, very good. So what happened after you retired from the U.S. Navy? Went back to Pennsylvania, started getting ready. I realized that this was the perfect opportunity to do one of my lifelong dreams and hike the Appalachian Trail. So I went and hiked the Appalachian Trail, and by the time I was done, had decided rather than go back into the regular real-world workforce, I would go ahead, get an RV, start traveling, and find volunteer opportunities. How did you end up at Grand Canyon? It was mostly park service, but I've also done some volunteer work with Habitat for Humanity while I've been on the road. And with the park service, it was just a matter of trying to get a position. Uh, turns out it's harder than I thought it was. But I got my first uh, position was with Fort Bowie. I actually worked at uh, Jimmy Carter National Historic Site first, mm -hmm. just the way timing worked out. But from there, I kind of jumped around parks. So I was at those two. I went to Fort Vancouver up in Washington, Voyagers National Park up in Minnesota, Everglades in Florida, and then found out that there was a volunteer position open here at uh, North Rimmer Grand Canyon, so I put in for it. And then your life's gone downhill ever since you showed No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what's some of the best parts and some of the more challenging parts for you to live the National Park lifestyle? Well, some of the best parts, you get to live in absolutely amazing places. And as opposed to just doing that quick trip, you really get to dig into the park and learn a whole lot more about it and explore it in a way that you just can't, even if you've got a week that you spend at a park. I mean, downsides beautiful areas often mean remote areas so you know I've gotten to the point now where I would consider only one hour to get to the grocery store to be a short trip <laughs> and some of the stuff that you just get used to living near an area where you can go shopping easily just you have to adapt to that and of course the other part is it's not a find one spot and that's where you live lifestyle it's move around all the time I'm one of those fortunate people because I did 20 years in the military that I've got a pension. So by volunteering with the Park Service, I don't have to work as much and it changes it from being something where it feels like a job to it's just for fun. So what would you say to other folks if they ask you, how can I get started in volunteer ranks? Well, I'll always tell them to go to volunteer.gov so they can at least find out what kind of positions are out there. and that if they live near a park, even if it's a state park, you know, talk to them, see what they need, because it can be competitive getting these positions where you live at the park, so having some experience helps. And then just to keep on trying and find out what they're interested in and take a look and see what's out there. My name is Davina. I am 20 years old. When I was younger, I wanted to be an actress. I'm currently a student at Western Washington University to pursue a degree in management information systems. I'm Nash. I am 10 years old and I want to be a scientist when I grow up. Hi, I'm Laura and I am a junior in college applying for nursing school and when I was younger I thought I wanted to be a doctor so kind of the same thing just a little different. My name is William. Five. Cowboy. My name's Noah. I'm 13 and when I grow up I want to be an architect. Hi, my name is Theodore. I'm nine years old. When I grow up I want to be an actor. So I really enjoyed listening to Emily, Jeffrey, and Ron's story and they brought up the challenges of isolation and distance but I'm pretty sure there's more than that. Yeah, there, there are. I can think of several challenges and downsides. Uh, how about this one, Hannah? 
look around here at the north room every single one of our national park employees lives in a one generation home it's artificial there's no kids there's no grandparents i grew up you know with parents in a two two generation home and at times we we're three generation family i really hadn't thought about it because it's just the circumstances of that's just who is pulled into the parks. That's right. And then how about this one? Uh, you can work hard as a repeat summer seasonal coming back every summer. But to be real about it, there's very little chance of you getting hired into a career position. There's just very few of them. And the competition is really tough. And then how about the uncertainty of winter and off-season work? you got to make money year round so what are you going to do in the off season i mean you're not wrong there as an intern a lot of my coworkers in the uniform would constantly tell me not to pursue a career in this because how difficult it was and what they were personally experiencing but obviously i was still interested and you know i'm a white male but i can look around and see that there's very little racial diversity in the national park service and it can be really tough do you have any big examples that stood out to you that you experienced? Well, you know, actually, uh, when I was an Oregon State Park uh, ranger, a local museum, this was in rural Oregon, local museum had a Japanese-American exhibit, and my wife contributed some of her family artifacts for the exhibit, and the museum uh, called for all the Japanese families in the three-county area to come and have a potluck uh, for the grand opening of this Japanese-American uh, exhibit. And we there was a total of 12 people that showed up there, 12 Asian people, including our family, uh, that showed up to for this grand opening. Wow. What's the chances of doing some taiko drumming or participating in a New, York, uh, New Year's mochitsuki uh, ceremony? She just didn't have a lot of opportunities to do that. And I know these are just a few things with isolation and distance, one generational families, uncertainty of a true career path, and racial diversity here in the Park Service. But it's still a place where I think it's one of the best jobs, but that's from my personal experience. I, I agree. We want to keep it real here in this po podcast, so we did feel it was um, important to mention some possible uh, downsides. But the the lesson I get is, you know, follow your dreams wherever they may lead you. And there you have it. Several stories of how various people, my coworkers and friends, ended up joining the We Are the Rangers Club at the North Rim of Grand Canyon National Park. Yeah, and they even threw in a few stories of park visitors, their dreams and aspirations. We gratefully acknowledge the Native peoples on whose ancestral homelands we gather as well as the diverse and vibrant Native communities who make their homes here today. I want to thank all the park visitors who contributed their dreams and stories, as well as Ranger Emily, Jeffrey, and Ron for sharing their stories. And thank our listeners that dream of joining the We Are the Ranger Club. Thanks to Ranger Dave for podcast editing. Thanks for my podcast partner, Ranger Doug, for writing two podcast parody songs. With apologies to John Prine and Queen. I think we need to finish this podcast off in style, Doug. Okay, let's invite in a bunch of our North Rim Ranger friends for a very special ending song. I wear the hat 